Ready, bye. One donation and all pro foundation repair. And here he is. Hi, Dave. Hello. And we also welcome the star of Thursdays on the hard line, Gordon Keith. <gasps> Thank you, David. And Bob and Corby. Well, well, God, well. Sounds so powerful right now. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> so cheap. Sorry. <laughs> so broadcasting from a Three's company. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First up, we uh, need to do a bit of follow up from yesterday's e news. E news. As we have details, we talked about Dead and Company reuniting and rising from the dead to do a residency at the Sphere. Mm-hmm. Titled Dead Forever, we now know. They have announced it will consist of 18 shows God. over six consecutive weeks. Going! So it'll be uh, weekends, either Thursday through Saturday or Friday through Sunday. Uh, most of them are, are Thursday through Saturday. So uh, three shows a week. And it'll start May 16th and run through June 22nd. And each weekend will be a unique set list. So yeah. if you go Thursday, Friday, Saturday of one weekend, that'll be a consistent set list over those three nights. Okay. But then the next boring, week, the next boring, weekend will be a different boring. set list. Because right. you know, Bob, they're known for, you could catch a show in Colorado, like on, um, let's like, say, like where, fe- like where, yeah, where, where might they play? Maybe Red Rock. Bingo. Oh, hey. Maybe on February 1st and then February 2nd, you could see them at the Gorge. Bingo. And they wouldn't replay one song. And then you'd see them February 3rd in California. Yeah, we get the point. We and they the wouldn't point. replay one yeah. song. They don't ever replay a song, Bob. Shut up! <laughs> uh, but they say that these will be uh, innovative and immersive fixed. shows. That they, you know, they're building sphere-specific yeah. visuals for these. So I think, I mean, if you're into it, definitely will have to be a, a bucket list thing. Will they sing, I will... Get by. <laughs> that was the only decent song they ever had. Ever. I will okay. Get All right. by. I don't want How come when Jerry was a skeleton, he was still fat? Yeah, they somehow made a skeleton fat. I don't know. I can't answer that. This is I how really, we hurt Corby. I don't know. You really do. It's so painful. <laughs> Gordon, this, this is Corby's Bucks Buddies. It is. <laughs> Are you fired up, Gordon, to go to the sphere next week? No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, what a waste of a ticket you are. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just doing shtick because it annoys George and Craig because they they treat you two like they're some kind of musical messiahs. And well, that's the thing is like I'm not. I'm fine with the fact that it's you two, but this is the you're sphere. Fine with that. Yeah, I want to go to the sphere. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's so effed up. I just want to oh see my God. Buno. I want to. I want to be. You asked me at, I want to be just shy of freaking out. Yeah. And you asked me at a bad time because I just Venmoed Bob the ticket money. Thank you, Gordon. Oh, yeah. Grudgingly. Thank you for unblocking me. I mean, if you had wanted to slum it on the floor with me and Corby, you would have paid half what you paid Bob. We just figured that. Wait. There was an option for a cheaper ticket. If yeah. you wanted to bring a book in and read, yeah, it would we be thought you, if you probably wanted down. to sit. You'd, we thought you'd want a place to stack your books. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, did you pick a seat near a bookshelf for me? <laughs> That'd be so great. You turn around and like everybody's just going crazy in there. <laughs> he's got his highlighter out. Sitting there. Oh, that's an interesting passage. A little reading lamp. Yeah. Okay, so I yeah, teased my highlighter. Brand new material from Corby's favorite Meshugana comic, Billy Joel. That's right. As Good friend of mine. He has returned from a self-imposed retirement. So uh, it's been 50 years, just over 50 years, since he broke onto the scene and November of 73 with Piano Man. Mm-hmm. And, but he hasn't put out anything new since 2007. Okay. So that was part of the question that I asked him at the Super Bowl. Are you working on anything new? And then that devolved into, and do you also know that you're turning into well-known Meshuggah comic Alan King? To which he replied, mm. I'm no matinee idol. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's so rude of you, Corby. You know, that's, Gordon, that's why they don't allow randos to ask questions at the <laughs> right. musical yes. guest press conference anymore. You literally change the Super Bowl. Yeah. Who was the last of us to ask a question? Uh, I don't even know the last year that they allowed us to ask. I can't remember when it was. Was it here in Dallas? Because I remember us getting blocked when uh, for Madonna because they were coming to me to ask Madonna a question. And then I saw someone wave off the person who was holding the mic next to me, and they took it back not and moved on to someone else. Not yeah. him. Not him. Weren't you going to be like, hey, are you really a virgin? I may have been prepared to ask about something concerning her virginity. Do you know what? Do you remember the question? No, I really don't remember the question I was going to ask her. But the virgin angle is a good one. Mm-hmm. So like, in 2000. At least a technical virgin. <laughs> have you done soaking? Soaking. Like, did she do the the, the backdoor loophole? Right. Yeah. I knew girls like that in college. The eight. I remember you had a. We all do, Gordon. We all remember when there's an accident. When the girl asked you in the middle of the act, "Do you know where you are?" And you apparently did not know where you were on her body. You know, oh, yeah. the fact that her body was shaped like a comma didn't really right. register with you. I, um, <laughs> I've grown a lot. I've grown up a lot in the last five years, <laughs> and I just want you to know that. Corby, do you know where you are? Yeah. I was wondering why you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in 2007, he put out All My Life, which was a Valentine's Day gift to his then wife, Katie Lee, and then they divorced two years later. All my life. So, let's see if this one is going to be better for him. Okay, this better be like raucous and rambling. <laughs> no, it's not. It's oh, called God. Turn the Lights Back On, and he didn't write it. Like, he, I think what? he, he gave up writing. Yeah. But he, so it, the, the lyrics are by Tom Sharpling, the music is by a guy named Brian Hevron Smith. Uh, but he is going to perform this live on the Grammys this Sunday, so yeah. see if you're going to look forward to that. God. Driving down 7th Avenue, so many things have changed. The places, the faces, the traces of the days are falling out of range. Is he in Gordon's bathroom right now? <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know if this is the actual recording now that I'm hearing it. it sounds like a demo. The obvious sign has seen better times, and this joy can't keep up with the fines. So raise a glass, make a toast. Out of all forgotten ghosts, turn the lights back on, my friend. Yeah, that's that's enough of that. He needs to stick to strictly '80s Joel. Yeah, he does. Well, I'm bummed that he didn't write it. I mean, that's what I want to hear. What he's writing, I know. Not the Aikman Uh-oh. song. Why don't you leave Troy alone? You did Troy write that? Don't look at me. How would I know? Did you write it for Troy? You live with him. I don't yeah. live with you him. Were his you, you do all his long, notes Bob. for him. Bob. You wrote all his lyrics. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what about, have you considered driving down 66 to start this song? It's like, I don't yeah. know that I've ever heard that Troy song. He's oh, like, yeah, shut up. Yeah, you have. He's like, that's perfect. Yeah. Have you guys heard of a guy named KB Lamy? No. Uh, no. He has 162 million followers on TikTok. Now, may, maybe we you don't know who he is. Maybe you don't know his name. He is uh, a Senegalese-born Italian influencer. So he's a black dude. Mm-hmm. Whoa! And he is—he's the guy who does the reaction videos where somebody's doing something really complicated, and then he does kind of the shrug, and then does it really simply. Like some, oh, somebody, okay. somebody is like peeling a uh, a banana with a really sharp knife. And then he like just peels it with his hands and he's like, what's the big deal? That's his bit. That's his bit. Okay. So he's 23, but he, he was a former factory worker in Italy. He got laid off from his job in March of 2020. And so he launched this TikTok channel where he would do these little reaction videos. Is he hot? No, he's, well, I mean, he's got a really expressive face. Okay. He's like the black Mr. Bean. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> I don't know. We were looking for one of those. Is that the big, uh, the black, the big black guy from uh, Breaking Bad? Well, the Dave, reason- do you think every ethnicity has its own Mr. Bean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, we're always looking for him. Uh, well, so he is working on a spy comedy. The reason why I'm bringing this up, the working title is Double OKB. And so it's supposedly set in Italy, the United States, Monte Carlo, Dubai, France. And so he plays a meal delivery driver who meets up with a scientist and then is recruited by the CIA, CIA to mislead the enemy secret service. And so then he's stealing DNA samples. He's clumsy. He's trying to evade authorities. And he has an Italian blah, Chinese blah. girlfriend. Okay, wait. Is she hot? Is he making this movie or has he just been cast he's in it? He's starring in it. He's starring in it and he, he, I mean like I said, he has 162 million followers on TikTok, Yeah, but he's going to be at the Grammys on Sunday night. They think maybe presenting an award and he's also going to be at the Super Bowl. Playing? No, he's not going to be playing, but he will be as part of some marketing campaign for something or another. So, anyway, so keep a lookout for it. 162 the million. Mr. Bean. Does that make you in like rich beyond your wildest dreams? If you have 162 million of anything, I mean, I don't know. I imagine 
Because you get, I'm sure TikTok pays out like YouTube or something. Yeah. Where the number TikTok? of subscribers and dude, clicks pays out, right? That, that dude that's here now, the Keith Lee guy, the cook, or the, uh, the food critic guy. Uh huh. I cannot believe the, the, uh, hot dog? Yes. Stink he's caused yeah. in the hot restaurant dog. world. It's unbelievable. Gross. Yeah, like he's. Like he shows Bombing up bathrooms. and makes your, yeah. he shows up. Corby, you've done that a few times. I have. And he literally makes your restaurant. Yeah, he can make and make or break your restaurant. All right. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Larry David on the Today Show this morning. No. So no, he got mad at something, didn't he? Well, he, he, he was on there. About. He was on there promoting the final season of Curb, which comes up in uh, this Sunday. As a matter of fact, is really? the debut episode. Mm-hmm. And so he was waiting, I guess, to do his guest spot. And they also had another guest, Elmo, <laughs> the Muppet. No. Sesame oh, no. Street Muppet. All right. Mm. And so as there, as Savannah Guthrie and Hoda and uh, the other guy, Craig Melvin, they're on the couch and they're talking to Elmo. And Larry <laughs> David comes over and mimes that he slaps Elmo and kind of shakes him about the head and neck. And then mm. Savannah Guthrie is shrieking, Oh my God, Larry, you've gone too far. And Elmo shouts after him, Come back to the couch and let's talk about how you're feeling. And then Rosie? Larry says, Somebody had to do it. So then Larry was made to apologize later when he actually had his turn on the show. For real? Yeah. Let's listen. And look at look at the camera and please and from your give heart him, give him a camera <laughs> shot from where from yeah. your heart. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead, we're ready. What what organ are you talking about? Yeah, just, from your heart. Okay. Go ahead, say you're sorry. Elmo, Larry. I just want to apologize. Thank you, Larry. That's Elmo, very big of you. Elmo accepts your apology, Larry. Thank God. And Louie, will you drop the lawsuit? Elmo accepts your apology. Oh, he accepts it. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You are such a sweetheart. Thank you, Elmo. We're sorry, Elmo. Larry, you are not. Do you think there's no point to that? You just wanted to play audio. Yes, exactly. Okay, Corby, support him a little bit here. How beaten was Larry David right there? You could see it on his face. He was just like, I gotta yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, El- Elmo. Sorry I strangled I you. I would have loved it if Larry Larry David did, did, did it and just said, you know, I don't need you to accept the apology. I just offered it. You don't. I don't care if you accept it or not. And just drew drew it way out. And does it make you happy? Nothing but conflict with them. Does it make you happy or sad that the real Larry David is? polar opposite of what his character is portrayed as sad i know i kind of want larry to I be want that to be confrontational awkward yes and he's nothing like that all right coming up next we have more with gordon keith including a syphilis explosion sores contain pus what about discharge <laughs> god sores at the root of all our problems gordon i have one last question for you yes david gordon would, would you Contract syphilis in order yes. to then be uh, housed <laughs> to then be housed in the maximum security prison and perhaps the exact cell that was inhabited by Charles Manson. That's a promotion they're running right now. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have to- 
You have to call now, you though. Get, yeah. Sift up. Then they'll let you stay in trial. I don't know. I was style. trying to dress up the hypothetical, but that's where Danny Masterson has been sent. He's been sent to Corcoran State <sighs> Prison in California in the uh, San Joaquin Valley. Uh, a okay, couple, just, just a few a days ago. Yes, but he was. You They're know, not sending him to the actual cell. No, but well, because I but maybe a shrine now and then is, is it? it a shrine? They don't have any shrines in prison. You idiot! <laughs> it's like it's like Cal Ripken's spoke. locker at the ballpark. Yes, it's just yeah. glassed over. And here you will see. Yeah, this so Charles Manson syphilis cell. So uh, Manson uh, lived there from '89 until he died in 2017. So do you think he haunts that place? No. If you finally die and you become a ghost, would you want to haunt a prison? Yeah, you want out. You'd want to be free. Right. It's like saying you want to go to heaven and still be with your wife from down here. Well, Corby had... You want to explore your options once you're up there. Telling us. Right, because everyone has perfect bodies in heaven. Right. You're all 32 and hot. All Abby. No one has syphilis in heaven. You don't want to go up and be like, oh, hey, you again, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess let's do it like we always do. I was... (laughs) Same way, over and over again. All right, fine. Get your toy. You can use it. That's fine. It's the only way you can finish. I know. Even in heaven. That's the only way. Even in heaven, you're reaching for the nightstand. Fine, whatever. I believe the proper term is dildo. (laughs) Thank you, Norm. Please, Louise. Thank you, Norm. All right, Gordon. Twitch tonight at 735. Yes, sir. All right, we'll talk to you later, man. Love you. There he goes. I don't think... I don't think I have seen them, no. They're quite brilliant. They are? Yeah, yeah. They're really, really funny. Uh, the, the, Seth is the voice of Ted the Bear, and who, a little boy who's in like fifth grade or something like that, he wishes on a shooting star that his teddy bear would come alive, and it did. And that was the basis of two movies starring Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and they're both really funny. Well, the TV show, is a flashback, or it's set back in 1993, when Ted and his brother, or owner, or whatever you want to call him, Johnny, is a 16-year-old in high school. A prequel. It is a prequel. And it is awesome. It's set in Boston, like everything Seth does. The actors that they got to play, the mom and dad, are a freaking riot. The kid who plays... Uh, young Mark Wahlberg, Johnny, is brilliant in it. And then Ted, the the bear, Seth MacFarlane, is beyond great. Now, if you can fight through the fact that the voice of the bear is Peter Griffin, mm-hmm. um, then you, because you'll hear the voice, you'll be like, wait a minute, that's Family Guy. Yeah, it sounds a lot like it, but it's a bear and all that. And I, I guess he ran out of voices. But whatever the case, I wanted to play you one clip. And that clip is from when their mother always dreamed of being a teacher. And they're, Johnny's 16, so he's a sophomore, junior in high school, and their teacher got fired, and so the mom had all the credentials, and so they get the mother to come substitute teach. Mm. And Ted is in the class, the bear is now taking classes with, uh, with Johnny, because the dad wants him out of the house, and... The bear is taking classes. The bear is, yes. Okay. And so, in this scene, you will hear... The overly hot, bitchy girl, stereotypical bitchy high school girl, start making fun 
of the mother in what she's wearing back in 1993. A very pedestrian plaid shirt and skirt that is just, you know, kind of frumpy looking. Well, the girl starts to make fun of her, and then here comes Ted. Did, did I say something funny? You're, sa- you're saying you're a cat lady? I Yes. Yes, I guess I am a cat lady. Well, that explains the blouse. <laughs> the, the blouse? Does it look okay? Yeah, it looks great. Actually, my grandma has curtains in her bathroom, and I think that they might be the same pattern. Oh, what a funny coincidence. Leave her alone, Aaron. Yeah, some of us are here to learn. Aren't you the guy who asked the question at assembly? A lot of people wanted to know about the long-term side effects of drugs. Mrs. Bennett, did you pick out the blouse yourself? Yeah. Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. Did you pick out the skirt yourself, too? (laughs) I did. Is there something wrong with my skirt? I mean, not unless you're someone who thinks Marshall's is too pricey. (laughs) Hey, uh, Aaron. Hi, Ted. We've never officially talked, but I know your work. Listen, I think Susan's doing a terrific job, so I figured this is a good time to tell you. We all know about the nose job you had last year. You didn't fool anybody because we all remember before the surgery when you tried to kiss Danny Santucci and you poked his eye out. Also, and everybody in town knows this except you, your dad is really your uncle, which may have subconsciously you up and caused your eating disorder, which is also no secret because everybody's heard you throwing up in the bathroom. And also, I recently found out you're a virgin, which is interesting because you've been lying about that too. So I hope you do give your boyfriend fellatio because at least then there's something going down your throat besides your finger. That about cover it? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Teddy. <laughs> Sorry. We don't do enough for Susan at home, so I felt obligated to say those things. It is so funny dude it is so over the top too and um i recommend bob that you watch it with young justin probably not i think it's that funny sounds like a sally show to me (laughs) yeah dude my wife was crying watching this last night it's really really good if you love seth mcfarlane you'll love this it's very very hedgy he's great i respect his talent i mean he has put out so much Funny stuff. So, you know, yesterday was the 25-year anniversary of the debut of Family Guy, and which is weird because Seth still looks really young, and we went back and looked. He was 25 years old when Fox gave him that show and mm. said, go. 25, and the dude had his own show. And he stayed single all these years. I mean, not Did married. He? Yeah. Yeah, and you know his 9-11 story, don't you, Gordon? No. Is it funny? No. He was supposed to be on the Boston flight um, that I think was, I can't remember if that was the Pentagon flight or the second tower, but he was hung over and missed his flight and got into a huge argument with the gate agent in Boston, like begging her to let him on because he, he had that was going to San Francisco and he had a huge meeting about Family Guy. Um, with mm. the bosses out there, and he missed his flight because he was hungover, and yeah. And so what happened? He survived. Yeah, he made it. <laughs> yeah, Gordo. He made it. Where you go, Gordon. All right, syphilis. Have you ever Gordon. had syphilis, Gordon? Uh, not that I know of. <clears throat> well, you know, symptoms? Would you definitely know? So the disease, well, the disease is called the Great Pretender, because oh, yeah. the symptoms can look like many other diseases 
and it's easily spread by direct contact with a syphilis sore during various kinds of orifices that are being right the loving lo- orifices loved by yes Phallicide. The loving orify of the human body. Yes, the, the holy trinity of orify. <laughs> right. And uh, so the sores are painless, which means that people often don't treat them because they're like, this is a weird rash, but they don't realize it's syphilis. And then four to ten weeks after infection, the rash then will spread over the entire body. And if you don't <laughs> get it treated... It can spread to your brain, your nervous system, or your eyes, which can cause blindness, deafness, and paralysis. And that is what took out uh, Al Capone. Al Capone. Yeah. So, in let's see. In 1951, there were 170,000 syphilis cases. But then, antibiotics became readily available. And so, by 1998... Annual cases of syphilis were below 40,000. Okay. Wait, in 1971, you said there was 170,000? 51. 1951. Well, when did we get antibiotics? I figure we had them. Hey, guys. I guess that was right around the time. Was it World War II when we started really exporting penicillin? Yeah, maybe a little bit later in the 50s, I believe, is when Jonas Salk came up with penicillin. Yeah, well, so I don't think that's what he came up with. So when you could get the jab for syphilis, yeah, then yeah, uh, it, jab. It, it it really went away to the to the tune of just forty thousand cases in ninety eight. Well, in twenty twenty two, two hundred and seven thousand cases were reported. Hang on, Peyton. Ooh, people are getting sifted up again. An eighty percent increase since twenty eighteen. And so it's eighty percent increase since twenty eighteen. So it God. it's the highest it's been in seventy years. In is the it something States. like there's is there like syphilis chic right now where it's a thing where people want to get it? No, the people aren't bug chasing like you back in the syphilis 90s. chic. Yeah, there actually was there was a group of people who thought that that there was something called AIDS chic where that look became fetishized. I don't know if they actually wanted to have it, but they wanted to have that aesthetic of really thin and gaunt, which is just so disturbing to me. But so I guess there's we we get preferences for any kind of fashion. Would it look weird if we all came back, all ten of us came back from the Super Bowl, and we were just covered in rashes? We just had sores everywhere. Every, which just us. <laughs> like, <laughs> just the hard line? No, no, no. The whole just all the hosts. And killer. That we all come back and we're we just... We all just gave each other syphilis? Yes. Yes. We For the Super Bowl? We didn't give it to... Yeah. We didn't give it to anyone else, just ourselves. What a weird celebration Gary, of that's football. Disgusting. I know. Well, they say the two main reasons. One is because people don't know what it is. It became so uncommon. And because the, the symptoms aren't necessarily... They don't scream, syphilis! Right. And the fact That'd that people, be weird if the sores did that. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that people use condoms less and less now. Is that true of the sexually active youth that they don't use condoms as much? Yeah, Lando. I, um. Uh-oh, when was the there. last time you used a condom, Lando? The last time. 
Okay, yeah. so you're if you are going to have love, you're probably going to use a condom. I try to remember as often as I can. Okay. All right. See, hmm. he's respond. We've taught our crew well. I always poke holes in mine. With what? Needles. With his needle lean. <laughs> so. Well, but Dave, didn't you have, you had crabs or something back in the day, didn't you? No. <laughs> I've never had an STD. Classic Gordon Adam. Dave, didn't you have. <laughs> so, okay, right now. Ging, ging. Would this, because sex is un, unstoppable, would this syphilis notification. stop, or maybe if you're out at a bar and you're sitting uh-huh. there talking to a girl, is this going to stop people from... She starts scratching to, her neck. Well, I don't even know. I mean... Then tries to put her finger her in your mouth. Would this, screaming. Would this be some sort of, of deterrent for, for sex, for the youth? No. I don't think so. I don't know that there's any deterrent anymore. I think that we all have the mindset that uh, whatever I get, technology and medicine can take care of it. Is it? Can it kill you? I know it killed Al Capone, but yeah. like right now, I mean, I, I think if it's I think if it's untreated long enough, it can. Now there are certain populations that are disproportionately affected. Okay, Corby's about to celebrate. Go ahead, Dave. Sports talk. Yes, sports talk hosts. Okay. Sports. Uh, African Americans. Way to go, okay. Gordon. Corby celebrating. Homosexual males. Uh, Corby's cheering again. <laughs> uh, Native Americans. Corby. 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 Whoa. And uh, Alaskan wow. Native peoples. So, like, true detective. Right. Yeah. People. True detective types. <laughs> now, why, why is is that have to do with condom usage or lack of condom usage? In I don't do know. They offer an explanation. I don't as know to if why it's, they feel they're disproportionately oh. affected. Well, I mean, it's just to, it's statistical. I don't know if it is a uh, like behavioral cultural thing or if it's just that they are more predisposed. Genetically, yeah, genetically predisposed to infection. If they're exposed to it, mm-hmm. I don't know. But everyone, be careful and wear a Jimmy hat when you see someone that has sores all over their body. Or just in general. You don't have to wait for them to take their shirt off and see the sores. That's so gross. <laughs> what is th- That's the worst word in the English language. Sores? Sores. sores. Moist. I think pus is. Well, that's part of a sore. What about weep? It emits from the sore. What about weeping sores? Sores contain pus. What about discharge? <laughs> God. Sores at the root of all our problems. Gordon, I have one last question for you. Yes, David. Gordon. Would, would you contract syphilis in order yes. to then be uh, housed? <laughs> To then be housed in the maximum security prison and perhaps the exact cell that was inhabited by Charles Manson. That's a promotion they're running right now? <laughs> Which you, have to, if, you have to call now, though. Get, yeah. Sift up, then they'll let you stay in trial. I don't know. Manson's I was cell. trying to dress up the hypothetical, but that's where Danny Masterson has been sent. He's been sent to Corcoran State <sighs> Prison in California in the... One uh, more. San Joaquin Valley, uh, a couple, okay, just, just a few a days ago. Yes, but he was. You They're know, not sending him to the actual cell. No, but well, because I but maybe a shrine now and then is, is it? it a shrine? They don't have any shrines in prison. 
You idiot. <laughs> it's like it's like Cal Ripken's locker at the ballpark. Yes, it's just yeah. glassed over. And here you will see. Yeah, this so Charles Manson's syphilis cell. So uh, Manson uh, lived there from '89 until he died in 2017. So do you think he haunts that place? No. If you finally die and you become a ghost, would you want to haunt a prison? Yeah, you want out. You'd want to be free. Right. It's like saying you want to go to heaven and still be with your wife from down here. Well, Corby had. You want to explore your options once you're up there. Telling us. Right, because everyone has perfect bodies in heaven. Right. You're all 32 and hot. All Abby. No one has syphilis in heaven. You don't want to go up and be like, oh, hey. You again, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess let's do it like we always do. I was. Same way, over and over again. All right, fine. Get your toy. You can use it. That's fine. It's the only way you can finish. I know. Even in heaven. That's the only way. Even in heaven, you're reaching for the nightstand. Fine. Whatever. I believe the proper term is dildo. Thank you, Norm. Louise. Louise. Thank you, Norm. All right, Gordon. Twitch tonight at 735. Yes, sir. All right. We'll talk to you later, man. Love you. There he goes.